It's easy to look at the role of priests in the Bible and think we understand their significance. But the priests did more than just offer sacrifices. They were warriors who guarded God's presence and honor. Today, we're going to take a closer look at their roles and what that means for us today. This is episode number 45 of Unfolding Words, Your Role in the Royal Priesthood. I'm your host, and Tracy Moorings, and this is the weekly podcast that's aimed at sharing biblical truth to offer light for your walk and life for your soul. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. Thank you to those of you who have reached out to me to let me know that you are enjoying the podcast. I so appreciate your feedback because podcasts are not like YouTube or Instagram where you can get immediate feedback in the comments. So Getting feedback means the world to me. Thank you so much. So today we're going to talk about the tribe of Levi, which represented the priests in the Old Testament. Most of us know that the Levites were one of the 12 tribes of Israel, and they were given the duties of the service of their tabernacle. But let me point out the fact that only those from Aaron's line were technically priests who handled those holy duties of sacrifices and such. But the nature of their job was more than just tending to the tabernacle. And this is really what I want to examine today. Now, if you go back and look at the history of the Levites, they started out with sort of a violent background. But God took that nature, that violent nature, and he used it for his good and for his glory. So many of you may know the story of Dinah in the book of Genesis chapter 34. It's a seemingly out of the place chapter where Levi and Simeon, who were two sons of Jacob, exhibit a great amount of zeal in dealing with the rape of their sister, by wielding a sword. So in Genesis 34, it begins, Now Dinah, the daughter of Leah, whom she had borne to Jacob, went out to see the daughters of the land. And when Shechem, the son of Hamar, the Hivite, prince of the country, saw her, he took her and lay with her and violated her. His soul was strongly attracted to Dinah, the daughter of Jacob, and he loved the young woman and spoke kindly to the young woman. So Shechem spoke to his father Hamor, saying, Get me this young woman as a wife. That's how the story started out. So Levi and Simeon were right to defend their sister's honor because she had been violated, but the way that they went about it was not correct. First, Levi and his brother Simeon slaughtered an entire city following the rape of their sister Dinah, which caused them to lose land in Canaan. We see this in Genesis chapter 34, verses 25 through 31. So after the brothers heard of their sister's violation, they ended up deceiving Shechem and Hamar by saying that they required the men of that city to be circumcised in exchange for Dinah's hand in marriage. And this gave them the opportunity to slaughter all of the males while all the brothers plundered the city. So Simeon and Levi took upon themselves to use their sword to kill every man in the city while their other brothers took all of the goods and as well as the women. We may sympathize with Levi and Simeon's passion to protect their sister's honor. Like who would not want to stand up for their sister, right? However, they went too far in their defense of her honor. And Jacob, their father, was not pleased and he feared backlash among his neighbors because he did not have a great amount of people on his side should they choose to come and fight him. 
So when Jacob gave his blessing at the end of his life to his sons, this is what he said about Simeon and Levi. Simeon and Levi are brothers. Weapons of violence are their swords. Let my soul come not into their counsel. O my glory, be not joined to their company. For in their anger they killed men, and in their willfulness they hamstrung oxen. Cursed be their anger, for it is fierce, and their wrath, for it is cruel. I will divide them in Jacob and scatter them in Israel. And this is Genesis chapter 49, verses 5 through 7. After these verses, we later learn in Scripture that the Levites learned how to use their zeal for God appropriately. They ended up becoming protectors of God's honor and presence. And in Exodus, when Moses went up to Mount Sinai, it was the Levites who slaughtered those who committed idolatry following Israel's worship of the golden calf. So in Exodus chapter 32, verses 25 through 29, while Moses was up on the mountain, we know that Aaron gave them free reign to build a golden calf. So let me read Exodus 32, verses 25 through 29. It says, Moses saw that the people were running wild and that Aaron had let them get out of control and so become a laughingstock to their enemies. So he stood at the entrance to the camp and said, whoever is for the Lord, come to me. And all the Levites rallied to him. Then he said to them, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says, Each man strap a sword to his side, go back and forth through the camp from one end to the other, each killing his brother and friend and neighbor. The Levites did as Moses commanded, and that day about 3,000 of the people died. Then Moses said, You have been set apart to the Lord today, for you were against your own sons and brothers, and he has blessed you this day. Now, all of this is pointing back to the violence of their ancestor Levi, who fought for the honor of his sister Dinah. But this time, the Levites showed a righteous zeal in defending honor, the honor of God, not just the honor of their sister. And this brought them a blessing. This is basically the birth of the priesthood in Israel. So the Levites were given the responsibility of the priesthood because of their zeal in defending God's honor. So initially, God had consecrated the firstborn sons of of the Israelites we see this in Exodus chapter 13, 11 through 15. But now he chose the tribe of Levi to take that place in his service. So when Jacob gave his blessing to his sons, he mentioned that Levi would be scattered. Levi and Simeon would be scattered. So the Levites were scattered all over Israel, probably for two reasons. One is that so that they could instruct the Israelites in God's word. And we have proof of that in Deuteronomy chapter 33, verse 10, 2 Chronicles 17, Nehemiah chapter 8, and Malachi verse 2. And then secondly, the Levites were scattered so they could guard the worship of the Lord and serve as a warning to Israel in case of idolatry happening again. So in this sense, the role of the Levites were as guards, which we see in the book of Numbers. And it says in Numbers 1 and 53, and the Levites shall keep guard over the tabernacle of the testimony. All of this language should bring back imagery of Adam in the garden. Very similar language is used here. The guarding of the tabernacle of the testimony, which represented God's presence. Just as God had put Adam in the garden to work it and keep it, which is language out of Genesis chapter 2, verse 15, the Levites were told to work and keep the sanctuary of the tabernacle or the temple. 
And interestingly, the word, the Hebrew word avad means to work and shamar means to keep. And these also can be translated to serve a minister or to guard each, each one. So Genesis 2 and 15 in its, in its entirety says the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to work it and to keep it. And numbers three and eight has similar language where it says they, the Levites shall guard all of the furnishings of the tent of meeting and keep guard over the people of Israel as a minister at the tabernacle. So this use of this similar language regarding the priest and Adam points to the fact that the Garden of Eden was a temple of God because that's where God's presence resided. And Adam had a priestly role. And like Adam, the Levites were to guard God's tabernacle and temple or his presence and his glory. And we know that Adam should have guarded the garden from the serpent who was an intruder, just like the Levites were to guard the tabernacle from idolaters. However, we already know what Adam did. He let down his guard and Satan got in. So the Levites have to uphold the work that Adam let go of. It can also be said that the Levites had a role in guarding the worship of God throughout all of Israel. And there was an example of this in Numbers 25 verses 6 through 8, where there is a Levite who's guarding God's worship. Phinehas, who was a grandson of Aaron, stopped the plague of God by sparing an Israelite man and a Midianite woman in the chamber. Now, this chamber could have been a reference to the bedroom where sexual activity took place, or it could have referred to a tabernacle area. Either way, we want to take note that Phineas had such a zeal for the Lord that he felt the need to defend the honor and the glory of the Lord by spearing these two to death. And because of this, God gave him the covenant of perpetual priesthood. And this should bring to mind the Levites in Exodus 32. They were blessed because of their work in guarding God's glory and honor, just as Phineas did. Now, there's also this imagery of priests as soldiers or warriors. So Levites were not just priests who did holy religious work in the tabernacle or the tent. They also fought for God. So their priestly origin is based in a righteous violence, as we saw initially with Levi in the book of Genesis. But God put the violent nature of the Levites to a very good use. So not only would the priests among them slaughter animals on a regular basis for sacrifice, which we see them using their swords for God in this way when they're sacrificing animals, but the Levites would also guard the tabernacle the temple, and eventually the cities of refuge. The Lord ordained and scattered the Levites throughout Israel in order to guard his worship. So Jacob's prophecy came true. He may have meant it in a detrimental way to them, but God turned it around and in their scattering, they were able to protect the glory and the worship of God throughout all of Israel. Now, while the priests were exempt from going to war, when Israel was required to go to war with other nations, one thing that they would do is they would take up arms if they had to and join the other men of Israel in fighting other nations. And then consistent with this um, idea of fighting for God's glory, the Israelite priests guarded the tabernacle and the temple of God 
with a threat of arms. So if there was anyone who transgressed against the manifested holiness of God's presence, they were to be slain. The priests would take up their arms against those who violated God's holiness. And another thing about the Levites is there was this constant willingness to risk their lives for God's service. So they carried, their job was to carry the sanctified vessels of the tabernacle. And if they mishandled it, there was always this threat of death for them. So there was not only violence in them having to mete out punishment for those who violated God's holy presence, but they themselves were facing the threat of violence if they violated God's requirements for how to deal with his holiness. From scripture, we see that God's special relationship with the tribe of Levi was one that was promised to last forever. They were given the priesthood perpetually. No other family was allowed to perform temple service ever. So Levites were among those who were the spiritual leaders of the nation from the earliest time, from the origin of the nation of Israel. And to this day, they continue to fill the leadership roles of the priesthood. And this applies to us today. This applies to you as well. If you are a follower of Christ, you are part of the royal priesthood as well. Christ has called you to be a chosen nation, a holy people set apart for himself, just like the tribe of Levi. And your role is to join Jesus Christ in reigning and guarding God's glory and his honor the same way as the Levites did. We have been scattered around the world just like the Levites, to proclaim God's word and guard his worship. Don't just think of priestly duties as something that happened in the ancient Near East. You have a priestly duty as well today. It is your job to defend God's honor and to fight for him with the sword of the word. If we see someone violating his presence or his holiness in some way, So we hold up the word as a standard with which to fight with for anyone who comes into God's presence with idolatry or anything that opposes the presence and the glory of God. First Peter 2 and 9 says, but you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness and to his marvelous light. So just like the the Levites were called out of darkness, they were called out of their old nature. The way that they used violence initially, they came out of that and God brought them into the light and showed them how they would use that nature to guard his glory. They would he would use that nature for the good. So we're set apart just like the Levites were scattered abroad to be warrior priests for the Lord. It's such a holy, sacred position. Let us never take it for granted. Well, that's it for this episode of Unfolding Words. Thank you so much for joining me. I would love to hear what topics have resonated with you and what you'd like to hear in the future on the Unfolding Words podcast. You can send me a DM on Instagram at Unfolding Words. Or if your podcast app has show notes, you can click the email link there and send me a message. I would love to hear your feedback and see where we can go from there. That's it. And I hope to see you next week where we will unfold more of God's word. Until then, may God's word be a lamp to your feet and a light to your path. God bless you.